You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. When I was growing up, there was no such thing as an iPad or a Google phones, uh, Facebook or anything like that. Kid of the 80s, so we spent our time outdoors. I was a little bit of a techie in that I, I got some of the, you know, those basic electronics kits and was trying to build my own little things at home. Mm. But for the most part, it was a lot of outside stuff. It was the early advent of um, the Nintendo and, and things like that. So I guess spent some time inside. And I remember hearing back then it was all about, you know, get outside and, you know, Keep your eyes off the screen, that kind of thing. Now, we've come a long way in the last uh, 30-something years. Mm. and Particularly the last 10. And particularly know. in the last 10. I mean, mm. the iPhone is the 10th year of the iPhone this year. Mm. But there's been so many different tech products that have become available. Not only is it difficult for the everyday person to keep up, I think it's especially difficult for the parent to keep up because they have a responsibility to their family, especially their kids, to raise them in the right way but with the changing technology every single day what do you do i mean how do you monitor what is the the right amount of time or you know when do you say look enough's enough with an ipad or an iphone or some kind of tech Mm. i found a story online and it runs through a few good tips for parents with with kids in terms of technology and one of them is uh, when can i introduce my child to technology so this is when is too young too young and it's suggesting that maybe Wait till about 18 months. So, you know, if they're younger than 18 months, you shouldn't really be giving them the phone to hold on to and, you know, suck on the, the phone and, mm-hmm. and try and tap the screen. Mm-hmm. Look, there's, there, there might be some studies out there that suggest, hey, that's fine. But it does seem to be like, you know, let the child, um, you know, discover the real world without this digital device because mm-hmm. there's going to be plenty of time, you know, later yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, um, now, children aged sort of two to five maybe have about uh, an hour a day, uh, but then once they reach six, then it's up to you to decide what's an appropriate time and maybe treat that as a reward system as well. So if they're being good, sure, have the phone or tablet, whatever it is, um, but don't necessarily just give them that to make them quiet or um, you know keep them out of your, you know, your hair. I think that's probably the easy way out. And this is coming completely from a non-parent, so please don't take that as a, mm. um, you know, a negative. I just, you know, from the outside looking, in hmm. um, don't necessarily give the tech just to, to shut them up the unfortunately you're right that's the way that it's used it's sort of the babysitter you know yeah. the tv or the, the device is often the babysitter and if you're out and about with the child and the child has a meltdown you know i don't know too many parents who haven't handed the phone put it on youtube or something yeah. and just placated the child here you go look at this they tend to be very fascinated by it you know they know it's got a lot of they know it's got access it's it's the medium through which they can watch all sorts of stuff yeah. on youtube just for look, as an example games well, I've seen a, a, a child of a friend of mine who was able to unlock the phone and go and open an app. They're very young; they can't even speak yet. So yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the point where <laughs> you know they understand these basics, which is you know thumb and finger movements. This is sort of leading into potential problems. And you know how much is too much screen time? Think about screen times in terms of quality, not quantity. Yeah, mm. you don't really want someone sitting there for six hours at a time. It should be about what they're actually watching. Now, for something like a YouTube video, just to watch, and maybe that was something that was educational. That's mm. probably okay. But if they're watching something that's quite violent or scary, potentially harmful, that's a real issue. So it is about monitoring. There are some apps that you can get, which I know this is for Android. I'm not sure about iOS, but you can put these apps on your device, and it kind of 
blocks the child into a dashboard or an, a kid-friendly environment. Mm. So they're not opening up the internet and being able to access anything they like. Mm. YouTube for Kids, for example, and, and only kid-related. Uh, so there is a apps. YouTube for Kids, is yeah, there? there is. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, that's a good thing to know. So that's presumably a like a separate app to the main YouTube. That's app. right. Yeah. yeah, and so it's kid-friendly content that they can. Because I, yeah. I tried on an iPad to I used the, I tried for the first time actually to use parental controls, you know, which are actually built into the operating system, mm-hmm. and I specified I think. You know, nothing that was sort of rated over the age of 17, mm. I think, was the cutoff age. Anyway, that actually meant, and this is in a thing called restrictions, which iOS has, and yep. really can lock down a lot of things, control in-app purchases. That's one of the, th- the problems that can happen with mm-hmm. games and stuff. They wind up racking up this big bill, mm-hmm. and you get the bill shock at the end of the month or whenever it is. What happened was that through putting in that age restriction or age limitation, it, it got rid of my Grand Theft Auto game, which which was completely uh, inappropriate yeah. for children. Yes. So that just disappears, becomes invisible. Yep. And then without a passcode to get into the restrictions, you're not able to change them. But it also got rid of the YouTube app because obviously YouTube, that the main YouTube, is, there's too much variety there. So it's all or nothing kind of thing. Whereas yeah. what you've just said is really useful that there is actually an app for kids YouTube. So I, you I know, I've set that up on a, a friend's tablet yep. and that was specific to that. And to get out of that app, if you wanted to go back into the normal thing, you have to put in a long password. Right. So as long as you don't let the child know what that password is, then they're fine. Yep. The question also comes down to about the use, your own use of technology in front of your children. So it's sort of monkey see, monkey do in a way because if you spend too much time on your device, your phone, then your child is likely to monitor that activity and say, well, that's fine. That's okay that I do it. It is about when do you use your device around children? Mm. Uh, And even if you are using it for legitimate purposes, let's say you're having to write a text message or it's a business phone call or you're actually responding to emails, that might be a legitimate use that you need it for. Mm. But a child's not necessarily going to understand the difference between work and play no, when don't. it comes to they a, don't. a device. You, you hit the nail on the head. Children are such little sponges. They're very, very influenced by either their siblings, their school friends, their teachers, or in particular their parents because mm-hmm. they spend that much time with them. So part of managing the screen time of your children is actually managing your own screen yes. time effectively. Yep. That's, that's what it comes down to because even as much as I'd like to say that, oh, the only time I use it is to do important things like emails and stuff. Well, that's, that's not they right. They don't know. They could be no. playing well, games. Well, I'm also, yeah. I'm also yeah. just using it like everyone does. Yes. You know, we're all addicted to smartphones. Yeah. You know, we're all that terrifying figure that came up in that conversation with John Ball from Google. Percent. JP Morgan or something yeah. did this big study and it was it was like it was like it was ninety percent or more of, of people yeah. with smartphones. Yeah. And in Australia that's like fourteen million people or fifteen million people or something. Ninety percent of, of people keep them within three feet of their person twenty four seven. One other thing was if you're giving technology to kids too young and they're spending all this time looking at a device and you're playing with a device, mm. this has the potential to delay some language experience. If you're not actually talking with your child and conversing with them even at a very young age before they can talk so that they can hear the, the correct sounds and intonations and, and English language or whatever language you're speaking if they're focusing only on you know pressing a few buttons on the device there is potential that learning that language is going to be longer than say somebody that doesn't involve themselves in this kind of technical environment it's very worth having no screen time and spending time talking and I'm sure people haven't forgotten that but it's just a matter about resetting the clock well you're referring to an article from the ABC in Australia and apparently Australia generally follows the guidelines put out by the American Academy of Pediatrics and these guidelines were updated late last year Mm. so you can actually go to that it may not be stringent enough for you it may be too stringent there is a body that Australia generally in terms of its advice to parents and, and what it sees as the sort of optimum for children is following you may 
believe that it should be much tighter. You know, I know, yes. I know people who say, look, only on weekends you can use it. Yep. Because what happens once they get to about year three, they're either taking their own device to school mm-hmm. as part of the curriculum that they've got to, mm-hmm. or they're being assigned or having to buy through the school, whatever, or rental, however, you know, they're given, that, given a device, a laptop or a tablet mm-hmm. that they have to use as part of the curriculum. They yep. have to submit homework through it. Increasingly, they're expected to know how to use it. So it's sort of unavoidable from a certain age. Yeah. So that the longer that you can delay that and maybe, I don't know, introduce the idea that, that there are restrictions on the amount of screen time you can have of any form, you know. Yeah. And, and we know it's, it's disruptive a, to sleep, you know. We a, know the blue light mucks with their sleep, so there's a reason in itself. That's right, yeah. Restrictions, I think, are very helpful. And I think also getting out and actually, if you're going to say, look, you can have an hour a day on your device, your iPad or whatever it is, hmm. there should also be the expectation of at least the same amount of time outside in fresh air and actually exercising. And that's something that we need to learn. It's something that I need to do better as well because I know I can sit in front of a computer all day and then not do enough walking. It's something that should be taught from a young age. So there's a number of things on this list that I think are very helpful and informative for I mean, there's, children. There's some big subjects yeah. here. Is it, is it okay to post photos of your children on social media? I mean, a lot of people do. And um, how do you protect your child's privacy well, you've online? Got to, you've got to make yeah. sure your privacy settings are appropriately yeah. set. So we'll post a link to this story in the show notes. I think every parent should at least read through this and then follow through to the um, relevant sites. Speak with your partner or speak with friends and just build up a bit of a framework for you know, how you would like to achieve this. Yeah. Okay, no worries. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.